Blog Talk Radio. report 
last night. You know, they were talking about, of course, where where we are in the dis- different aspects uh, planetarily, and and saying just exactly what's been going on for one in my life that um, we're at a point where we come to surrender. We come to surrender and and realize that if we hold too tightly to any level of control right here, control over what we do say, go, what we do in agendas, plans, meetings, all things like that, we'll lose. And that is a really, really tough concept to come up against. But I do think, as you just said, if we if we surrender into our gratitude, it fills our heart with so much love, so much love, and that love eases a level of compassion that maybe those doors were tightly shut. We just want what we want. We want to get it done when we want to get it done. We want, you know, and and what that what that gratitude does, particularly as it says, when we are filled to overflowing. And when our cup overflows uh, between love and gratitude for for what we have, for for who we are, and for that next breath, for the inspirations that we receive from one another, um, just gratitude for a zillion things. In this case, you know, we're going to speak tonight a little bit about um, stepping up, stepping up onto the road of eldership. What what really happens when we go from that Saturn return at 42 years of age to uh, to beginning to be tested when we hit that seventh seventh year cycle at 49 to say, oh, really? You think you can hand a young person some advice? You think you have any any wisdom to share? So mm-hmm. life kicks our butt a little bit at 49 to say, well, okay, if you if you headed here into the road of a long life, into your 70s, 80s, or 90s, let's see what okay. you got. Yeah, yeah, let's see what you got. Let's see what you're working with. And so times like this year when, you know, we get the reports of two deaths, not not day after day, one guy that flies all the way to, 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 to Buffalo in a situation where nothing is left, I'm it. They said, no, you're not even going to have the benefit of other family. You have the benefit of his boss who tracked you down to find you as the next of kin so your cousin's body just didn't lay there forever and ever in the corner and he get buried as a John Doe. My grandmother in heaven would be horrified. And, and, you know, to really be resilient with that, to really flow with that and not be overwhelmed or so so uh, overcome by our grief because it was a lot of grief for me. He was six years younger than me, um, and, and so it's a lot of grief going on in the world, you know. But I, but as you said, let's not jump the gun. That's a little bit of where we want to go in terms of, of speaking of the responsibility of becoming an elder, the responsibility that we have to our elders. You know, we went through this period just putting them in nursing homes or whatever and them watching the hall timers and like that, and now we come and find we have to do better, as we see so with so many things in this political year. If you wanted to change, then you simply have to do better. I'm not sure because I didn't get a, a text back from our Ianifa whether she was with us or not. But I, I do have um, a reading here that that we can do if you do not see her uh, area code available, right? So that we can we go forward with that. We can go forward with that. So we, can we do that? This is a wonderful, um, a wonderful reading from uh, one of my favorite books I share a lot at the gatherings that I go to called Earth Medicine. 
and uh, one of my favorite writers, Jamie Sams. And I did take it from this third moon. The book is divided into many stories from indigenous tribes and people's wisdom uh, throughout from January all the way to December throughout the year, according to Lunation. So this is um, a little ahead. It's in this third moon of the year, and it's called The Weighing of Power. Those who would possess the power of knowing and trusting their medicine grasp that power lightly. They understand by clutching or holding on to the idea of power, one becomes possessed by it. These wise individuals need, never need to defend who or what they are because they are confident in the medicine they carry. The precious understanding of one's role in life and one's gifts is between each individual and the creator. The Earth Mother protects these gifted ones because they have come home to the self, examining and working on all of their weak points. Through using the cold eye of self-examination, these individuals do not point fingers at others. They understand that there is no need to fight against jealousy or ignorant attempts to slander. They choose to maintain the dignity of their inner peace, and that is why we call them the faithful and the peacemakers. I definitely, now you see, I love this book <laughs> because, boy, oh, boy, yes, indeed, it's always, um, it's always a juicy piece of, of wisdom to chew on. And, uh, yes, indeed, when we, we're in a time energetically and if our, um, our lovely mother from Astro, Risha was on, she would tell us, you know, and I was, uh, I had Iababa, for those who don't know, I'm staying with Iababa here in Harlem to uh, uh, proceed on as best we can with the final rites for Baba Omolade, Ola Femi, who joined the ancestors, must be almost three and a half weeks ago, and uh, we were listening to the astrology, and I was, you know, she doesn't know all of the Orishas as they uh, line up to the planet, so we were trying to go through that, and I said to her when they got to the square between Venus and Mars, Ashun and Ogun, I said, yep, that's exactly, exactly where we are. We can choose balance and harmony or discord and wisdom would tell us uh, throughout all of the experiences that we're having you know what is the profit what do we profit from approaching anything more harmoniously or just remaining stuck in the discord you know yeah yeah uh boone i did want to say that um this show although we have it from seven to nine mm-hmm. i don't know what Happen. I guess I should, didn't have my glasses on, but I only scheduled uh, one hour. So, okay. Um, is that okay? That's fine. I mean, that, that's fine, yeah, because you know what? It's enough time for those who were going to check in to check in, and if it's just you and I, then, uh, you know, an hour certainly is not as long as two hours. And uh, I always feel, yeah, because we are both priests, you are a higher priest than myself, Ian Ifa, that our ancestors move with us. And if uh, 60 minutes is what is given as the opportunity this evening to discuss issues very important to uh, the good health of our elder community, I'm blessed. 
I'm blessed. The 60 minutes more than I had on any other frequency. So it's absolutely all things are always, in my world, always in divine order, less stress. Um, I do want to say that we um, are expecting Broadway uh, to call us. Um, and I see a number is trying to call into my phone, bless their heart. Maybe I'll learn how to text and be on the radio at the same time. 914 area code. That might be one of those people that just didn't get it right because 914 is Buffalo. So I'm going to try to do that. 914 is Yonkers, Westchester. Oh, well, there's that. So um, what we were saying is that uh, Tanisha Broadway, we hope that she's out on the West Coast. So I believe, I'm hoping that, you know, she got the clock right. We kept repeating to her that uh, 7 to to 9 was the Eastern time, uh, who we can't wait to hear. As of mid-February, and and life has been moving so fast, we began the beginning of the year uh, with this program, Sister Queens Rise and Shine, looking at health and wellness. And a lot of what we wanted to come down to is how can we eliminate more oxidative stress in the body, which causes inflammation, which causes uh, disease and so forth, and then could take you out of here at Quiet as a Scap. And in February, they came out with another product that hits this conversation tonight, Good Healthy Elder um, Communities, uh, Alzheimer's and, and dementia and things that rob our elders of their memory or keeping their facts straight. So we, right. we certainly look forward to her coming in this evening if possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it to you to let me know when a number buzzes in, since I can actually see when they do or if they do. Um, what we would like to put out there, uh, since we recognize that this will, too, become a part of our archives, uh, one of the things that we're going to do uh, this week, we, we have a little bit of gauge here because our memorial service for the Baba Omolati is this coming Saturday. So we have a little bit of gauge during this uh, work week to really get some of our archive programs out there and, um, and you know, as a way of promoting what we have done, what we have been about, so that women who have not yet joined us, as well as those who have, can be reminded of some of the powerful, because we have had, I will say, in the, and I don't know, it's been, what, about 12 weeks, so very powerful radio shows and, and powerful guests that are working, working, working in their communities and their families, uh, as Ayo, uh, the young lady whose song we hear at the top of the show would say, we're working toward that uh, more better for the world, the better world we all know is possible. And the Ia has stepped out for a minute, but she has just returned in, so we know when she gets herself a little bit settled, we'll have a, a little more conversation on some of the things that she reflects on and is looking forward to um, as as we move through this final rites of passage for Baba Omolade Olafemi. Um, We will say that just yesterday we've been uh, in the Facebook and pictures. We had an opportunity to go to a Lukumi uh, 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 Bembe celebration for Obatala, and that was one of the things that I was really, really looking forward to coming to spend some time with Ia and Harlem is to really get a sense of this community, and certainly we got, like, thrown into it coming down off of the George Washington Bridge as we were driving in here. 
you know, to, because when I left here, I was a child. I left I left New York at 12 years old. And so mm-hmm. what, what seemed big to me at that time, like Bear Mountain and the zoo and all yeah, the big yeah, buildings, my goodness, coming back as a 61-year-old person, um, really said, you know, and you got to go downstairs and move your car to keep it from getting towed away. But that was a good thing because I had an opportunity to look at the brownstones, meet the people, you know, see who's interested, who who says hello, what they're interested in, those looking or asking about my cultural clothing, and certainly at the affair yesterday, an opportunity to see uh, what what's happening. Uh, Arisha Worship, my report is Arisha Worship is alive and well in Brooklyn. It certainly Yes, it is. We were there, I think, from about three till almost nine last night, and it was very, very powerful. Uh, uh, Three new Yahwos came out and were presented to the drums, and, you know, in Brooklyn, they do food right, so it was lots of uh, lasagna and curry goat and all types of things to eat. It was really, really, really nice, and uh, we enjoyed it. But... um, we did want to come back to what's happened and to just call attention to what seems to me to be a critical point. Um, I'm sure that, that more than one of us or two of us have gone through uh, the death of an elder or an uh, uh, older member of our family where uh, much as we love them and much as we honor, I love that word dignity that, that was in our opening reading, um, keeping the dignity because elders should always have their dignity. They should have their dignity in life, their dignity in death, and as we come forward as a member of the Agungun or the Ancestral Society on mission from the Aba and the family of Oyotunji to take care of their own, um, it is a sad day when our elders were not um, counseled enough to have legal papers, be it a will or their living will or their intention of how their last rites on the earth should go. Boy, it leaves it leaves those left behind in a terrible pickle, and we're going to hear a little bit uh, more about that from Ia Baba because she's had to deal with it firsthand, and some of the um, you know processes that we move through in terms of well, what happens to his reaches? You know, like at this point, where we have to wait on these legal papers to even attend to his reaches that were left behind in the apartment and all those types of things. Yeah, are you ready to come speak with us? Because we're introducing you now. Yes, we are. All right, and. Um, we want we want to bring attention to that, and, and and I think the most powerful story really that the Ia has to give us is um, the fact that that she has learned so much herself um, in terms of what she and I are doing, and the and the um, well, we're gonna try to do it. We're gonna try to do it here because the um, charge on the phone is not that well that we can jump across and hear you now. So. Um, Chief Iababa uh, Onishango, who is going to speak to us now about uh, not only moving through this uh, period of grief, which it is first and foremost, but herself, 74 years young. What happens when you lose a friend like this almost 40 years, at least 40 years, matter of fact, almost 50 years, 
And then you begin to say, wow, well, I, my children have already gone to heaven. I don't have anyone here either. What what would happen like that if I just, you know, took my last breath here in the apartment and nobody knew? Who would come take care of me? How would my affairs end? So tell us here what you're feeling. Alapia, to everyone on the show, blessings from Shango. Nase. Uh-huh. And blessings to you, E.R., the I most said. gracious mother. Um, uh, as far as uh, what might happen with me in my life, I have uh, set it in order. <laughs> in That's other it. words, what has happened to my almost 50-year friends has opened my eyes because I'm in almost the same situation. Uh, the only family that I have is my Arisha family, Okay. And so I have set everything into play with uh, uh, Yaboom graciously helping me to do this thing. And uh, so with that, I'm going to be fine. But uh, I was langering and langering and langering like like it's never going to happen to me. And it's going to happen. I just don't know what my number is. Okay? Only Oudi Mariach knows the number. Okay? But whenever my number comes up, I'm so thankful that I do have an Orisha family and uh, people who care about me uh, with all of my mistakes and all of my angers and all of my problems and all of my hot-headedness and all of being part of being an old woman, (laughs) you know? And uh, if there's any questions, I would be delighted to answer. I definitely have one. Um, the first would be uh, to just to update people because the uh, did uh, explain to us that we only have an hour this evening, so we're not on as long as we normally are. So if you would, for the community listening, and as I said to you, I'm going to make sure to replay this particular program throughout the week mm-hmm. so that people can hear how they can help, okay. send funds, um, that his memorial will be this coming Saturday. Mm-hmm. Just give us a little bit of details for those who would like to be a part of the memorial. Okay, we are preparing for a memorial that will be set uh, for Saturday at 1 o'clock. Um, uh, the uh, address will be put on Facebook, Facebook, the Gods of Africa Facebook, the Gods of Africa Facebook, uh, for anyone who oh, will remember the Chief Omulabe, better known as Kuma. There are going to be many people who does not know and does not realize that this great man was a chief. Okay? And he was a chief in his own right, you know, and uh, an elder chief. And uh, he has done many things for the community, many things he's loved by children. And I'm sure that there are plenty of people out there that don't even know that he is has uh, gone on. And so he has two godsons. One godson has set up a GoFundMe mm-hmm. for, for donations because the Baba's last wishes was that his remains would go to Oyotenji yes. and be venerated from this day forward, as it will be. Every uh-huh. Obatala festival and every occasion that we have to venerate him, we absolutely will do so. Mm-hmm. Do we have that? Or if not, again, we can. if you come to the Gods of Africa Facebook page, we can certainly list that particular GoFundMe. But that's a good point. Of yes. Uh, 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 one of his godsons is a Babalao. And um, he is uh, 
going to have, he has a, a GoFundMe set up, I believe, and uh, I will get that address. All of this information should be on for you by tomorrow evening, okay? No later than tomorrow evening, no longer than we can give them a call because they were more or less working on their own, and so now we have a little help with the uh, grace of the mother and your radio station. And uh, we're so thankful because you uh, have uh, shown a great interest in us. You really have, yeah, and you showed, and you had great tolerance and great patience with me, per <laughs> se, and um, and we're so thankful for that. And uh, we love you very much and uh, respect you, and I uh, respect you to the highest. And therefore, uh, we want to thank you for your daughter who is helping in any way that she can. We got to meet her in person this week, yeah. Uh-huh. Ronnie, what a beautiful girl. And she has gotten to the point now, yeah, that uh, I feel more like a mother to her. Now she comes in and she lays down on my bed and she feels tired, <laughs> you know. And, and then I'll rub her brow and uh, we chit-chat and she's a delightful girl. And we are so glad that you have allowed us to uh, have her work with us. And, and she's very happy about the whole thing. And so we are happy that she is happy, too, with what she's doing and any way that she can serve uh, us in our struggle, okay? Uh, we would like to add that she's a very educated woman, okay? Very knowledgeable woman. And I would suppose and presume that her mother had much to do with that in her raising. You have raised a beautiful daughter, okay? Yeah. I think I have four beautiful daughters, as well as well, some I can other only people. speak of one uh, yes. that I've met. Uh, if I am fortunate enough to meet the others and that I can give them the same praises, I shall do so. Okay, and uh, uh, we're going to put everything on for you, uh, the two brothers, the two godsons that are helping with us, and the uh, the one that is the Babalawa will be accompanying me uh, uh, to the village uh, when we get ready to do the ceremony there for uh, the last remains of Chief Umolade, better known as Kuma. So we will put all that on for you, and thank you so much. Ideally, we had come to this program as we were talking before the show came on with the air about uh, just being up here and in Harlem and getting to move with the flyers and move with, you know, moving towards the temples. Right, and, and now truly out of the last two foot soldiers of that original temple in Harlem, only one remains. And so we, we, we are all honored to the ancestors that she doesn't stand completely alone. As she said, she does have a community and, and, and a family of priests uh, surrounding her at this time. But it would be good for our listeners to know, as we have discussed uh, throughout the week, custom and tradition, uh, things that, that we uh, look over or either are completely ignorant of when these things happen. But in our tradition, when uh, one of ours joins the ancestors, the, the, uh, the, the Cubans and the Sangria, they may say, well, now you have tears on your ocha. Mm-hmm. And you have these tears there for three months as a salute and a pause. 
a pause where everything slows down. The priest will go and put white cloth over that ocho or, or if they have received some t- uh, risha from that person, they put a white cloth over it and they stop for the period of mourning which we are in. So whereas we had looked forward to this show and really stirring up some more interest and support for the gods of Africa, Yoruba Temple, we we now can have the ES speak to us a little bit about uh, how she sees her way forward and some of the uh, things yeah, that... Boo. Uh, yes. Yeah, boo. Excuse me, I just yes. wanted to mention that we do have someone online, a 313 area code, and if they want to speak, please press 1. Please, because we would love to welcome them into the show. Good evening, and welcome to Sister Queen's Rise and Shine. Oh, I didn't let them press one, but I'll bring them on live. All right. Thank you, yeah. Greetings, 313. Mm, they probably I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not sure even where 313 is. Mm, I think it might be in Detroit, Michigan. That's what I was going to say. I was like, wow, the birthplace of Babalosha. Who's chiming in from Detroit? D-Town. But it's okay. They might not want to speak. They haven't pressed one. Okay, then. We have to be, uh, oh, it is Sawadi, I say, our Queen Sawadi. Oh, wonderful. She's listening. She's a part of the, the, Queen's Roundtable show. Awesome, which I haven't yet got a chance to come on or listen to, and I'd love to. Uh, Queen Zawadi, be welcome. And uh, if you care to speak, always check the mute on the phone. But I believe the ear there has brought you in uh, to greet us, if that's your wish. Well, she's listening, so we'll let her listen. Because she does have some... uh, really difficult um, wires, you know, that, that mm-hmm. communication. If, wire, if your wires are not close to a tower, it usually gives you some bad reception. Oh, okay. Well, we thank her for taking the time out of her Sunday evening to join us for sure. And um, as we were saying, uh, while we can put some some parts together, and the ENI yesterday had an opportunity to rework some of the flyer. And again, you know, the ES block right here on 118th, as we walk to do the parking of the car thing, there's a wonderful, which I'm going to try to put some pictures up of that, Sojourner Truth School which all the sides of the buildings have these awesome paintings. And you know myself as an artist, I tried to capture every single one of them. They're just beautiful. And as we had spoken before, mm-hmm, before this, um, before the passing of our Baba, that we thought that that, and we spoke with Imani as well, we thought that that might be a good road for this elder to travel upon, to really build upon uh, her relationships to people in her building, people in her block that are already familiar with seeing her. We had an opportunity the other day to sit over on 117th in the senior center, which is kind of right huddled between two food banks. So we really got an opportunity to see some of the elders that live in this neighborhood and come in and they had presenters there that did a little nutrition and 
and uh, food, health thing for us. They served a meal. It was wonderful. So that, for those who are really keeping up on what is the progress of the gods of Africa, Yoruba Temple in Harlem, that's what it's about right here. It's about uh, building and strengthening the relationships that the EA has made here in Harlem over the years and um, also bringing back the history of this temple that uh, was here and was a rich community center for those interested in African history, culture, music, arts, crafts, and the like. Mm-hmm. It's really been a powerful time. We did also mention to you uh, that this week we were trying to follow up on the um, uh, the bridge crossing last Sunday. I felt that very powerfully, even though I was moving and turning about. I'm sure that they had a wonderful time down there in Selma uh, for that uh, annual event that uh, marks uh, that little piece of history, as I said, that really had skipped my my radar to understand what really led to the march uh, from Selma to Montgomery. But uh, if those, any of those sisters are listening. Mm-hmm. I said yeah. the loss of one of our children. And you know what? I what? did not know until you explained to me what happened on that bridge. And I think that that's a story that does not need to die. I'm sorry I wasn't able to make mm-hmm. the uh, bridge crossing. But before I die, that's one of the things I will do. That's on Absolutely. My- Absolutely. It should be on the bucket list here because it's an eye-opener. It's a real eye-opener. And for those people caught up in the politics and all of this now, with the presidential campaign to really know the people who laid their lives down that day on that bridge for us to have the right to vote. This might be something that a number of African Americans in this country are missing. I know I was missing it. I didn't I didn't know it till I went in that town and, and could even and could walk that ground where horses trampled black people trampled the life out of them. And so that is something that, no, that story should never die. That is a story that while, again, we have many bridges to create uh, now going forward between our race relations with each other and our differences, but more important, our common ground and our similarity, we're going to have to hold these stories to say, this is where we will never go again. This is not something that humanity does to itself or to any member of our uh, of our family of humanity that that such a thing and you know we can never let our our hate or our intolerance for the differences between people to lead to one people riding horses over another people. That should never, ever, ever happen again in, in, in history, and we pray that that may so never funny. happen. I mm-hmm. it. It's mm-hmm. so funny that uh, instead of horses now, it's, it's guns, it's uh, cars. They're okay. uh, really trying to destroy, and these are old school people, people not born in the millennium, that mm-hmm. want to keep this race war going, and they mm-hmm. continue it. And, and the people that are a part of it, you know, are really being used to maintain a system of uh, inequity of people that are 
getting more than their fair share, you know. And if they just tried to create peace with their money instead of war, we'd have a better, you know, world. But mm-hmm. we have the old gods that think they're going to hold on to a piece of money, which is a tool, and that tool can be changed so quick to not be under your, you know, administration, not be under your wealth. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's getting ready to happen. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's that's what's up, you know, and, and this is why we continue to say as the various things pass on Facebook, pay attention, pay attention, you know, because you have to do the math. And so if you have a, a Republican front runner who has an enormous amount of money <laughs> who would tell the world, no, I don't need any super PAC. I don't need y'all to give me anything. Matter of fact, I got my own Trump plane, my Trump this, my Trump that. And, uh, and yeah, I don't mind that the Ku Klux Klan is supporting me. I don't mind that white supremacists are, 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 you know, and that don't come to the table. And now we just heard it go by. It really just went by on the news here today that there was some arrest. You know, there's continually, as you said, been this level of violence, brutality, and intolerance going on at the, um, at the, at the campaign uh, rallies of people. And so, again, um, as we have dedicated a lot of our shows, not just this show here, but a lot of the shows you do, to keeping our children safe, to keeping our elders safe, this is why we really wanted to come to this conversation this evening because, you know, we can, we you can be hurt where you're where you're most vulnerable, and right. we as a, a nation of African Americans, if we don't see our vulnerability and what is happening to our children and our elders, then we are not awake. We are not on the God-given mission because we are here to protect our children and to love and honor and, and, and maintain the dignity wow. of our elders. You know, and uh, that's 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 just the fact. And you know, we would be hard pressed right through here to kind of see, well, what does that mean? You know, and I certainly, coming from Buffalo, to hear that the building that the ear lives in, largely a, a senior center, definitely they had. I can't even name the number of senior buildings where people just live in these little cubby holes, and the the, the amount of rent is outrageous, two or three thousand dollars a month. But the government doesn't mind paying for it because they kind of got them locked down. Don't say that, near. You see, like these FEMA, yeah, like these FEMA camps and and these places they got they got seniors on lockdown now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I would like to express something that has really got to my heart and soul. Uh, they just were speaking about children. Uh, they just went into a 17-year-old boy's home and killed him in his home, a white oh. police. Okay? In his home, they went in, and here in New York, and they killed him, okay? And his grandmother was there, and, and somebody else was there, and they said that they, he was suspected of something or another. And, uh, but you never hear of a black police in New York or anywhere else, killing a white child or a white person, and they're still on the force. Okay? So we're asking that he gets fired from the force 
Uh, he had no business to go in there without any kind of uh, what you call paper oh, warrant yeah. or anything and just bust in a person's home, you know. And there were so many other ways that uh, they could handle it. He had lots of time uh, to get into the apartment and do what he had to do or say, uh, without just going in and shooting that boy and killing him in his own home. Okay, so it's a, it's a big thing here in New York, but not big enough. Okay, it's not big enough. Yeah, I can't imagine that happening. Someone coming in, and 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 I got a child in there, and my grandmother's in there, and 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 oh, they found him with a little a couple of joints or something, and they suspected him of what uh, reefers and all that. They said, well, whatever it was that they expected of him, mother, he couldn't have flushed that. He couldn't have flushed the gun. You said he had a gun. He couldn't have flushed the gun down the toilet, yeah. You know, so they're just coming up with all kind of absurd reasons why. And so they're trying to get him uh, at least fired. He's still working, you know. And the main thing is, yeah, you don't see black people, police going around killing white people. Okay, they're not doing that. It's so only the white police that are doing that. it. The and black getting away police, and keeping their jobs. Yeah, well, the black police that uh, have shot white people, they've been uh, taken off the job immediately. Of course, immediately. And they immediately. have been put up on charges. Yes. So we, we're going to try not to let that guy, if we can, when we... Uh, uh, whenever we hear something on the TV about it, I'm going to make a little note and maybe uh, text it to you and let you know what's going on with it. Thank you. You're very welcome. No. Yeah, there, you know, it's just a, a grave level of inequality. I know one of the things that uh, on what the uh, speaker sort of um, that passed Facebook was this, this young lady who had the stalker or whatever. She's well-known. I don't know her name. Little white girl. And uh, they awarded her. They awarded her $55 million for 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 uh, her, her, her despair, yes, her emotional despair throughout this, which I'm not trying to take anything from it. But underneath, of course, then they had the young man who has spent uh, 39 years in jail, wrongly accused. And so his case, he didn't get but a million dollars. So you have you have the stark level of inequality in your face to say what makes thirty nine years in prison less than this uh, young white girl's emotional despair which netted her fifty five million. And so these are the things that we ask our listeners and we ask those sacred and community activists that uh catch wind of not only this program, but all of the programs on Queen Mother for Real Blog Radio. You know, be vigilant. Keep your eyes open right now because it's all in our face. Very little of 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 this level of the haves and haves not is remaining under the surface. You know, when he and I were coming up in the 50s and 60s like that, not so much outright. Now it's in your face. And and I think as uh, queens, uh, as people, parents, grandparents, we're really going to have to make some strong decisions about how we protect our homes and our families and ourselves and move in this ever-changing world because it is it, changing on, on, the, on the head of a dime, as my grandmama would say, <laughs> you know, quicker than we can blink. Mm-hmm. I say, I just want to remind those who are online, it looks like some people from uh, 
Buffalo to uh, press one to speak. I'm not going to bring you online unless you press one. Uh, But uh, it's so sad for me to imagine that when integration happened, that we lost all sense of respect for our own people. You know, that's when the level of services was thrown off and people was trying to cut corners. Economically, this whole ball of wax has not been fair Mm -hmm. to the people of African descent. And until they make right what is done, this country in its whole is going to go down before it goes up. I sure to correct this inequity that continues. Fifty-five million for somebody who was stalking, and one million for somebody who had their life stolen. Thirty-nine their life years. stolen here, almost four well, decades you know behind bars. I I definitely believe it because my nephew has been behind bars twenty-two years for Earth. a crime he could not have committed. Mm-hmm. Could not. And, um, you know, it's just so sad that the police officer that um, went and got all the evidence or whatever, had people lie, he died. He threatened Mm. that they had. He died. He killed himself when they found Mm. out that he um, was uh, bullying witnesses to testify so he could Mm. get his conviction. And so he killed himself, and uh, they do not want to pay him off. Because yes, when he the case, they uh, turned his appeal down because they didn't feel like, even though the woman witness recanted, told how the man stalked her and threatened her immigration status. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She still was not believable to whomever, but the powers to be was going against him because it's just economically, you know, infeasible to be able to give that kind of money out. Because you can imagine how many uh, criminals are in these various different institutions that were, in fact, uh, um, convicted with little little evidence and bully tech tactics against the witnesses and stuff. And if you have maybe 75% of the people, they might be guilty of something, but not guilty of the crime they were accused of. And they've been, you know, just thrown in there it just makes it sad for all of us. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. That's something that here. It reminds me of the proverb that says, if you don't learn the laws in this world, surely you will learn them in the next. And right. while every suicide has its uh, uh, tragedy uh, wrapped up in it, then when it is that you have not really obeyed the universal laws of living down here, you you leave. 
you leave, your time is up in the earth school. And so uh, these, again, are some of the uh, points that we hope, uh, I know, and speaking on this mass incarceration situation, as we move forward through the year, headed toward our Four Drives for Peace uh, festival up in the mountains of Tennessee in the fall, one of the people that we hope that we can uh, bring to that gathering is Michelle Alexander, who has written that book, The New Jim Crow, because Mm -hmm. if we are not awake to this money maker, <laughs> like like an Atlantic City uh, uh, slot machine, this money maker that's happening with the system or the corrupt uh, uh, court system here. That that these these are the in, in, uh, inequalities that we see. That um, you know the color of your skin can certainly influence uh, whatever level of justice you might be due or how how the case goes, and it just repeats and repeats and repeats, hits the headlines, goes across CNN, and everyone swallows it whole, finishes their dinner, and goes on to whatever movie they're going to watch. And so we want to know from, you know, the sister queens and and sacred activists, when is enough enough? Because I would think that we have passed that point. We have well but past that point, particularly grandmothers such as myself that look ahead to the lives of our grandchildren and say, what in the world, what in the world are we leaving them to inherit? Where have we created safe boundaries and, and, and safe environments for them to grow and thrive, not just survive, but to grow and thrive? So, again, uh, if we've had any of the uh, ladies, the sisterhood of uh, Buffalo Soldiers that, that again, uh, had time to join us this evening, I wish to speak in. If you would like to speak, because our time is short this evening, and now we're moving into the last nine minutes of our hour. If you would like, just like to greet us or make your comments on this evening's conversation, we're certainly open to receive that. I say welcome. Oh, welcome, welcome. Uh, greetings, peace and love. How y'all doing, sisters? How y'all doing? We're doing wonderful. Who are we speaking with? The poet. Oh, this is goodness. This is goodness. Oh, goodness. Yes. Oh, my goodness. How wonderful yes. that you would join us in the last few minutes. Did you bring a poem with you? I say. <laughs> oh, let's see here. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Awesome. I say I got one in my pocket. I'm going to have to pull it out. All right, then. I just wanted to say, you know, I did catch a little bit of the last uh, portion of the conversation, and you guys were talking about incarceration and, you know, the injustice of being a black person, be it female or male, and how you get treated in this justice system and how, you know, the officials tamper with the evidence and, like you said, with the witnesses and things of that nature, you know, um, when that young boy went into that church and, and killed everybody in the church or, or shot up the church, what have you, mm-hmm. you know, they labeled him as mentally challenged, special, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Now, had that been one of our kind with our color, that would have been an example made out of him. They wouldn't have got him uh, 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 professional help. They wouldn't mm-hmm. have raised funds for him, you know. That's mm-hmm. None of that would have gone, but... Um, you know, I have this poem, and I wrote it a while ago, a while ago, and it's called The Blueprint, because, you know, if you look at it, 
anything that has a foundation, anything that gets built has a blueprint first. And none of this is an accident. This is all designed that way. This is uh-huh. all designed, built it, made it. So there's an ongoing pattern that we do have to figure out how can we, uh, you know, dispel the myth or, you know, teach our children a different method or a different way because it's not, you know, your situation is how you handle your situation that can mm-hmm. keep you from further being in trouble. You know, yes. you do know your, you need, do need to know your rights. You do need to know the lingual, the the language, the uh, legal terminology. Uh, you know, because when you uh, approach one of them with that, they're often shocked and surprised that you know these things. And if you're equipped with that knowledge, it wouldn't be so easy for them to bully the people. It wouldn't be so easy for them to get over on the people because you have to know what they're doing to you in order for you to stop them from doing it. I don't know they're going to do it. So um, the piece that I have is, in fact, called the blueprint. And uh, when I usually often recite it, I tell the young kids, yeah, this is called the blueprint, but it's not the JV version, you know, because everybody tends to, you know, the younger kids really remember the Jay-Z blueprint album or what have you or, no, this is something totally different, and this is how they had it planned. So I'll just give you ladies uh, some of this. Let me turn off. Let me turn on the boom tube off real quick. Because I went outside to sit in my vehicle to listen to you ladies so that I can get a good ear. I wouldn't be distracted or any of that. So um, I came back in briefly. <laughs> Because, you know, we are women and we do women things, so I had to come in and throw a load of laundry in really quick. But I figured I could do all this while I speak to you ladies. In every U.S. city, in every neighborhood, there's housing projects housing all the blacks. What's some white man's projects? Do you object? Spread wide across this globe as though it was contagious. Blueprints drawn up deemed to be advantageous. Secluded like jungles. I find this absurd. Segregated high-rise buildings while you basking in the suburbs. <clears throat> I hope I'm gaining your attention. Main objective is to pull your coat. Stacking apartments on top of apartments? Like stacking Negroes in a yeah. boat. In every major city. In every neighborhood. There's black-on-black crime designed to demise where we don't even exist. Blueprints drawn up, planned by the right man. Survival of the fittest. Survival in the jungle. The jungle. Scratching and surviving, living real life like Rambo. Huh. Cringe at the idea of even ever rubbing shoulders with the likes of you. Smile in my face, talk behind my back, then quick to lie to me. Poor disguise for your modern day slavery. Bringing awareness to your careless shenanigans and trickery. I'm black and I'm proud and won't allow them to make a mockery of our intellect. Do you object? In every U.S. city, every neighborhood, there's killer gangs killing gangs because they command some respect. Fighting for colors, murder another because you claim a certain sect. When the only color that should matter is black, do you object? Ask the right man. Demand the right man. Show you some respect. Do you object to the blueprints? Get them. Get them. (laughs) 
Get them, goodness. That is just divine, beloved. Thank you so much for blessing us with yeah. that. You know, as often as I can. And I also put the word out there on Facebook for a lot of my other sister friends to chime in and just to call and listen, you know, so I can put the word out about you and Queen Mother for real and you know, the show so that a lot of sisters can be aware of this and maybe it will be something they would like to listen into or something they would like to learn. Absolutely. We thank you for your support. Oh, you have my full support. Y'all have my full support, sisters. I appreciate y'all. And we appreciate you, goodness. And this is why we say the stronghold comes out of the system of the Buffalo Soldiers with revolution and evolution like that, like what we have just heard from this amazing spoken artist. Well, yeah, our time ran by us kind of quick. We knew that the 60 minutes would. And so as we uh, bring it to a close, we want to thank those that listened and did not get a chance to share. Um, This is Sister Queen's Rise and Shine on Sunday evenings, usually from 7 to 9, but we only did an hour this evening. And uh, as we said on our website, uh, kindredofsangoma.org, we will be updating the shows for the next coming four Sundays so that women, of course, in our busyness and our multitasking have an opportunity, if we will, to open up with each other and come forward to the Council of Sister Queens every Sunday evening and really move these conversations into the blueprints, into our action plan. Thank you so much. Ashay, is there anywhere that you can um, let the people know, the listeners, where they could uh, pull the site up online or where they could check the archives at? Mm -hmm. Queen Mother does that. Queen Mother, you want to tell us where where they go in order to get the archives? They could go to blogtalkradio.com and forward slash Queen Mother for Real with the number four. And um, the shows will club, and since this is our very uh, recent show, this one will come up first. And oh, wow. they'll be able to experience Sister Queen's Rise and Shine. But you know, dear, um, I was praying you would come on the show and give us a poem. <laughs> because sure enough, a magnificent poem that you bestowed upon us. And your poems always take me back to the projects from where I came. And um, it makes me uh, remember why I'm here. So I give thanks for you, and I give thanks for all of you, everyone. Iaboom, you are magnificent, and Alori, I give thanks to her who's the vehicle for me to meet so many amazing people. So I say, and we're going to put our wonderful E-I-I-O song, Giving Back. Yes, to take us out this evening. Everyone have a blessed and highly raised and productive week. Yes. I can see there's no less.
can see a society giving